thankful for grace. I don't know about you, but I've been through some stuff that I can't even expose. God has squeezed me and pressured me. But at the end of the day, I thank him for grace. I thank him for sparing my life. If it had not been for God, I don't know where I would be. Do I have some witnesses in the building that are just thankful for grace?
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's grace. Grace. Thank God for his grace. For it is new morning by morning. God, we thank you that your grace restores and that your grace redeems. God, we thank you for your grace on this morning. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Uh, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. It is nothing like waking up and worshiping the King, um, our Father, the one that kept us throughout the night and caused us to arise on this morning. There is nothing like being able to celebrate the one that covers you, the one that keeps you, the one that made a way, the one that is making a way, uh, the one that provides, the one that strengthens, the one that knows the number of hairs on your head, the one that uh, comforts you, the one that dries your tears, the one that protects your children from danger seen and unseen, there is nothing like worshiping the one. Man. So good morning. It is uh, the second Monday of the month of May. And I'm just thankful for God's grace. I am thankful for God's grace, his grace, the grace that sets us free, for whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So I'm thankful for freedom on this morning. I am thankful to God. May, 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 May 2022, May, the fifth month of the year, Five denotes divine grace. It is four plus one. It is God adding his gifts and blessings to the works of his hands. This month is the month of grace. Hebrews 4 and 16 says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Anybody need to obtain mercy? Anybody need to go to the throne of grace where you can receive and obtain mercy? The Lord is saying that May is a month of extravagant and extraordinary grace. Grace upon grace. He is inviting his people to come boldly to his throne of grace where you will receive mercy, grace, and help for all that you need. Need often causes us to become aware of our weaknesses and dependency upon God. Therefore, this time of need has created an invitation to come boldly to his throne of grace. His throne is where our help comes from. 
Most are standing in unemployment lines, lines to enter grocery stores and welfare lines due to the pandemic. But there is a place that there is no line, no wait, and no need to prove or explain your need. It is a place of help, a place of grace, and a place of compassion. There is no fear or shame in this place, only help and joy. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities than the that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Second Corinthians 12 and nine. This month, the month of May, we will see a great manifestation of the strength power of God being made perfect manifest in the midst of need weakness the power of God will rest upon you in ways that strengthen you uphold you and help you this is not a time to come under a spirit of despair because of your need or your weakness but it is time to be a, to be clothed in bold confidence and approach the throne where our savior is seated and distributes grace without measure. He just says, come. Get ready to be a walking testimony of his power and grace coming upon you. Many will ask you how you are thriving in this time and you will take them by the hand and lead them to the throne of grace to receive help. Yeah, many. We will have the spirit of prophecy resting upon us as the testimony of God's faithfulness is made known to those around us. I will make known the Lord's faithful love and the Lord's praiseworthy acts because of all the Lord has done for us, even the many good things he has done for the house of Israel, which he did for them based on his compassion and the abundance of his faithful love, Isaiah 63 and 7. May, the month of grace. May you approach him with boldness, confidence as we enter into and go through the month of May, May, the fifth month of the year, which denotes divine grace. It is God adding his gifts and blessings to the works of his hands. This month is the month of grace. So therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews 4 and 16. Grace. It's a word you hear almost every Sunday 
It's a word we've used so much that sometimes I think we've forgotten what grace actually means. The Greek word charis, C-H-A-R-I-S, is what is often translated as grace in the New Testament. Grace. This word brings a picture of kindness, showing favor, often with a focus on a benefit being given. Grace is given. Grace is what God does because he's gracious. Grace is a gift of God, not because we deserve it or did enough works for it, but instead because God is good. He's a good, good, good father. Grace is a result of the love of God. It's the unmerited favor of God. The word grace is rich. It sounds rich. It has the ability to richen our lives. God's grace is forgiveness. For we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. That's Romans 3, 23 through 24. This is probably what we think about most when we think of God's grace. It's forgiveness from our sins, the gift of salvation. The Bible teaches us that grace is a gift of God. Our mistakes, our sin condemn us and separate us from God. But God, but God, he doesn't leave us to deal with the consequences of our sin on the cross. He displayed his greatest love for us by taking on what we deserved. God's grace. His grace is sufficient. Therefore, we get to come boldly to the throne of grace. What is God's grace? It allows us to live in freedom from our sin and enter back into relationship with him. God's grace is undeserved but he gives it anyway. God, he's such a great father. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, 2 Timothy 1 and 9. The beauty of God's grace can only be fully understood when we realize how fallen, how broken, and how undeserving we are. Simply put, we do not deserve grace. We deserve death. But again, God gives us what we need instead of what we deserve. We cannot do anything to earn it. It's the result of, nor is it the result of works. You can't get God's grace because you've worked for it. He gives it freely because he is grace. It's his purpose. 
We feel that we are entitled to grace, like it was God's pleasure to die for them and us. Jesus didn't go to the cross because we are worthy, but because he is good. We can do and have done nothing to earn his grace. Our own efforts and good behaviors will always fall short. The Bible makes clear that the results of works on our own amount to nothing. It's by the grace of God alone that we are saved. It's by the grace of God that we are saved. God's grace is new every day. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love, Psalms 103 and 8. I don't know about you, but I can't go too long without making a mistake. I can't seem to kick the habit of sinning. We all fall short, right? I'm in constant need of God's grace and thankful his grace is with me every morning when I wake up every morning all our past sins present sins and future sins are covered when we put our faith in jesus that should not be an invitation don't get me wrong to sin or to keep sinning rather a way out of the cycle of sinning anybody ready to get off the merry-go-wheel merry-go-round of sin god's grace is new every day and that allows us to be transformed into his image. By the grace of God, I'm not who I once was, but I'm not fully there yet. I'm in process. I'm being transformed. God's grace allows me to continue in this transformation process. When I screw up again today, when I screw up again tomorrow, and if it be his will that I'm here next month, when I screw up again next month, his grace is what allows me to keep transforming in the process. Whatever you have done, are doing, or will do, God's grace is new every day, not so you can keep on sinning, but so that you can once again step into freedom. What is God's grace? It's new every day. God's grace adopts us into his family. Yeah. See what kind of love the father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. I am a child of God. I'm a friend of God, right? But I am a child of his as well. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet appeared. But what we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. First John three, one through three. Throughout the Bible, you see God calls 
his followers, his children. Apostle Paul says we were adopted into God's family, Romans 8 and 15. God has shown his incredible love for us by bringing us into his family. Think of the implications of that. To be a child of God, the one who is all powerful, all knowing and ever present is your father. Think about that. Your daddy, right, is the one who is all powerful, all knowing and ever present. <laughs> your daddy is the one that is all powerful, all-knowing and ever-present. He's your father. Your father is the one who is all-powerful, all-knowing, and ever-present. Mm, okay. Yeah. If we keep our focus on that, the fact that he's all-powerful, all-knowing, and ever-present, how we live our lives would change. God cares about us and is guiding us. We need not worry. We are his children and he loves us. What does God's grace mean? It means we are God's children. We are heirs to the throne. We are heirs to the throne. God's grace brings us closer to our father. Yeah. It brings us closer to our father. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me, John 14 and 16. Many view God's grace as a get out of hell free card or access to eternal life. But that misses the point. God's desire isn't to just spare you from pain. It's to reunite you with him. He wants the relationship that sin severed to be restored. The forgiveness of sins allows that to happen. It doesn't just save us from hell. It reunites us with our heavenly father. Grace allows us to come back. Catch that. Grace allows us to come back. Sin cast, casted us away, right? And then grace allows us to come back. It doesn't just save us from hell. It reunites us with the Father. Because sin casted us away, it created a chasm that kept us apart. Grace is the bridge that allows us to come back to the other side. It mends the wounds that sin caused. It forgives the mistakes that we made. What is God's grace? Grace brings us back to the Father. And in closing, grace also allows us to live in freedom. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law, but under grace, Romans 6 and 14. We think freedom is doing whatever we want to do when we want to do it. That might appear to be freedom for some of you, but the kind of life, but that kind of life doesn't set you free. It enslaves you. 
Grace frees us and allows us to live as God intended. When people look at the rules God gives his children, many don't even want to hear about it. Any good parent gives their children rules. I know I did as a mother of four. I had to set boundaries. We had to set rules. Not to hamper their fun or restrain their freedom, but to keep them safe and allow them to fully experience life. Guardrails on the side of the road are there to protect you from danger of careening off the road, right? The Holy Spirit gives us guardrails to keep us on the path of freedom. Freedom isn't the ability to do whatever you want. Freedom is living as God designed. Grace, the month of May, the month of May, the fifth month of the year, May, which denotes divine grace. It is four plus one. It is God adding his gifts and blessings to the works of his hands. This month is the month of grace. Therefore, let us, therefore, come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. The Lord is saying that May is the month of extravagant and extraordinary grace, grace upon grace, because it is the month of divine grace. He is inviting his people to come boldly to his throne of grace, where you will receive mercy, grace, and help for all that you need. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient, Denise. And he said to you that my grace is sufficient, Darlene, that my grace is sufficient, Mary, that my grace is sufficient, Valetta, that my grace is sufficient, Karen, that my grace is sufficient. For all that comes to the throne of grace. My grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. And in your time of need, when you're at your weakest, I will be there. When you call unto me, I will answer. <clears throat> Why? Because I am grace. God says, I am grace. I am the very grace that you need. This is not a time to come under a spirit of despair. We come against the spirit of despair. We come against the spirit of doubt. We come against the spirit of suicidal thoughts. We come against the spirit of oppression and depression, and we call them void of their power now in the name of Jesus. Why? Because I have grace. 
and I have a daddy that knows all and sees all. And he is grace. And God is going to get the glory out of your story. So may you approach him with bold confidence as you walk through the month of May. May the grace of God rest upon you today, tomorrow, and forevermore. And it is so in Jesus' name. Thank God for grace. Thank God for grace. Thank God for grace.
Jesus gives me power. 